At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Good morning. Here's a man who's usually wrong, but he doesn't care. Here's a man who things that make a bully go puke. You're now rocking with the best. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast. And here's your host, Eric Zane. Ah, yes. Welcome in. Yet another week. The Eric Zane Show podcast from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. I'm such an idiot. I tweeted out the other day, I, uh, year three begins. Uh, thanks to these sponsors. You know, I'm always posting something about the sponsors on social media. That's uh, part of what um, makes it all possible, you know. Talk about them on the show talk about them on social media, things like that, whatever. But that's not true at all. This is actually the fourth year of podcasting. And I actually had to do the math in my head because I'm such an idiot. 2019 to 2020 is year one. 20 to 21 is year, wait a minute. I already screwed it up. 19 to 20 is one. 20 to 21 is two. 21 to 22 is three. So we've got three behind us. We're in year four. I don't know why. I, I'm so fascinated by numbers, but couldn't be more inept with them. It's remarkable. It's uh, interesting, though, because when I was in high school, I didn't do shit. I mean, it was one of the worst performances of education. And I don't know how... Two things. I don't know how I managed to actually graduate, but I did. And I, the only way I was accepted into the most meager of colleges where you only needed like a 17 or an 18 on the ACT to be accepted was I cheated. I actually cheated on that test. I've told that story before. It was those little scantrons. I'm looking at the guy next to me. Somehow I managed to get into college. I was immediately put on probation by the school. The math class I had was uh, math 055. That is, that's sub, I mean, that's like idiot math. Below 100 level class. And I'll never forget because I got into there and I was surrounded by like six other students. The class only, a college level class had like six, seven students and this professor who's talking to us like you would talk to someone in a math oh he's like it's a real basic and i'm not kidding you we were we started like the first week with plus and minus and then we worked our way to like multiplication and division and it's like it was the easiest thing in the world and all these other kids these other five kids 
are like uh, are really like white knuckling it the whole time. They're like, oh God, I don't know if I can take it. We're doing uh, multiplication. I'm like, God, these fucking kids are idiots. I'm like, why am I here? Why? Why do I? Why am I doing this? Why am I in this idiot math class? And why? Why is this even a thing at a college? This is ridiculous. I remember thinking that. Now, I eventually dropped the class. Not because it was too easy, but I dropped like almost all of my classes at first semester because I, I wouldn't apply myself. I just, I stopped trying. I, I don't know. I'm, did you ever hear that? I, I still don't know what made me tick, okay? But, um, you know, sometimes, uh, I don't know. I just, maybe that might be have something to do with the ADHD, but I ended up dropping most of my classes and then uh, I didn't realize that this was a thing because financial aid found out. The government's like, well, we're not going to pay for this shit if you're just dropping the class, asshole. You're out. And they cut off my financial aid. So I'm like, oh, no. This eventually led to, in due time, full withdrawal from the school. Uh, I finished out the semester actually living in the dorms while not enrolled at the school. They didn't have the means to figure out that I was actually not even going to class. <laughs> so I was just like using the university as a big apartment complex. Fuck. This is ridiculous. Uh, full withdrawal. When I tried to get back in, they wouldn't let me into the school. I had to have a long conversation with these academic people about letting me into the school. And at this point, my mother said, I'm not paying for it. Financial aid uh, was a no-go. And uh, eventually what happened was um, you declare independence, I guess, from your parents. It's not like being emancipated. Isn't that the term? When you like say, hey, fuck you, mom and dad. But eventually I got in better graces with financial aid. And that's the story of how they gave me all of that money because I didn't have, they didn't have to look at my mother's and father's income. That's what they do before they give you financial aid. They want to make sure that your mom and dad can pay for as much as they can. Well, I didn't have to do that. They would look at just my finances and I made $4,000 a year going to McDonald's. So they gave me a ton of money to go back to college. Stand by. I got to drink this coffee. Stand by one more. They gave me a ton of money to go back to college. And I go, all right, now I'm paying for it. And uh, I decided that I went from, I mean, I was like a, uh, taking classes for radio. And I, then I said, I don't want to be a radio guy anymore. I want to I do something. That was the health fitness thing. Exercise science. So it, it was like a light switch. Immediately, I had to take college level algebra and chemistry and biology and all those things. And I think because I've, the only thing that changed was I was now on the hook for it all, all of it. And I was, that was no problem. It was like easy. I'm like, I, I figured out at that age that if you take the time and slow down and read and ask questions and take notes and commit to actually getting something done, that was the first time in my life that I, that I actually applied myself in any way, shape, or form. And it was embarrassing. I was like, God, here I am. I'm in my 20s. Uh, and I've been a, a complete failure my entire life. This is, oh, now I get it. <laughs> uh, 
So stupid. I wish I could say there was no looking back, though, as I continued to apply myself on everything I did. I don't know. Welcome in, though. It is uh, the 10th of January, 2022, from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. It is a, uh, a really cold morning, 13 degrees. Where I sit right now, it was 10. Not the coldest we've had. People on the East Coast getting lambasted blasted with cold and bad weather and oh my god it's the end of the world it's winter folks it is winter sad sad news as last night the story hit that a beloved bob saget dead found dead in a hotel room in uh, the orlando area and talk about no news on this one just uh, started the day, tweeted out that he was extremely happy to be back to doing uh, stand-up comedy and was really uh, uh, feeling good about that. And uh, the next thing you know, he's dead. I hope to God this isn't one of those people who on the uh, outwardly is happy, jovial, and then we hear about a life, 65 years of sadness and anguish and pain and tortured and we had no idea. Please tell me that that's not going to be the case. You know? I mean, that was uh, the the whole business with Robin Williams. It's like, holy shit. And uh, I, I, I just, that's just a bummer, man. A lot of people really, really love Bob Saget. Um uh, of course, uh, Danny Tanner on the sitcom Full House. I can tell you I didn't laugh once on that show, ever. I remember watching it, even at a young age, thinking this is the corniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And then I think the most intriguing thing was uh, this guy, his stand-up was actually pretty, pretty raunchy, Bob Saget. Different guy. Squeaky clean on the sitcom, squeaky clean on the video show with the stupid voices, the corny jokes, and then, my God, the raunch when he's on stage. If you try to pull that off now, I mean, my God, there's no way that that would happen. If you were the type of comedian that Bob Saget was on stage doing stand-up, and then you try to, like, you know, host something on Nickelodeon, or, uh, or some short TV land or something like that. I mean, they would, uh, the uh, a pack of wild dogs would uh, uh, burst into the studio where it's being recorded and, and, and gut you and kill you right where you stood. Saget family says we are devastated to confirm that our beloved Bob passed away today. It was everything to us. And we want to know how much he loved his fans performing live and bringing people from all walks of life together with laughter. Though we ask for privacy at this time, we invite you to join us in remembering the love and laughter that Bob brought to the world. Found dead in a hotel room Sunday at the Ritz-Carlton, Orlando, Grand Lakes, according to a statement from the Orange County Sheriff's Office. Man was identified as Robert Saget, pronounced, uh, pronounced dead on the scene. They found no signs of foul play or drug use in this case. Cause of death will be determined by the medical examiner, the Sheriff's Office added he was part of a uh, was in florida as part of a comedy tour 
According to tour dates pinned to his Twitter account, please tell me he was not with Chad Zumach. I don't think so. Tim, the real, at real Tim Wilkins opened. Bob wrote, I love tonight's show at PV underscore concert hall in Jacksonville. Appreciative audience. Thanks again to at real Tim Wilkins for opening. I had no idea I did a two hour set tonight. I'm happily addicted again to this shit. He wrote, check bobsaget.com for my dates in 2022. Uh, Saget, though known on his stage and among his friends for his raunchy humor, first became known to audiences as they indicated for Full House and uh, video show. Yeah, again, I didn't laugh once on Full House. Did not laugh once on video show. I wanted to strangle him on video show. I thought, oh, Bob Saget's doing comedy. Well, what? No one would want to go see that guy. This is an unfunny individual. But actually, very, very funny with his stand-up. Saget recalled to Jake Tapper in a July 21 interview. The track of his career was unexpected. Uh, Full House was an accident. He said, I got fired on CBS and was asked to be in Full House. I was so in the dark on the show Full House. I had no idea that the little twins. uh, Well, first of all, I thought there was three. I thought it was triplets. I thought one was named Mary. I thought one was named Kate and one was named Ashley. Okay. And that just goes to show you how stupid I am because they were only referred to as the Olsen twins. But I thought there were three, Mary, Kate, and the other one, Ashley. Did I say Ashlyn? Ashley Olsen. But in fact, the one's name is Mary Kate. So that's weird. I also fucked up that I thought that both kids were on the show like separate characters. But both kids played Michelle. So like when one is having a temper tantrum, they like put her in the box for, you know, two, five, 10 and let the other one take over. I think those, uh, that those two aren't they worth like $50 billion now? There was that awful sequence when some sick bastard put a timer as to when they turn 18. My God. That's a rough thing. That's, that's a, that's a rough specter to grow up. Uh, knowing that uh, the internet has allowed for like a, a, a clock to be ticking when these two turn 18. How gross is that? Some sick bastard. You know, because the guy who probably put that together is probably like 45 years old now. He probably is sickened by his behavior. The uh, the sitcom starred Candace Cameron Bure. She related to the hockey player. Jody Sweeten. And then the twins that I thought were triplets that played one part. Every time... um, the character Michelle would speak so unbelievably awkward because how are you supposed to tell a two and a half year old kid how to act? Uh, the show lived on in syndication with strong enough nostalgia surrounding it that Netflix uh, picked up a spinoff in 2016. I remember everybody making a big deal about that. I was like, no, I'm not interested in Fuller House. 
I was not interested in Full House. I have never really. The last sitcom that I was interested in was Happy Days when I was a kid. When I hear about people nowadays into, oh my God, there's a great sitcom on network TV. I'm like, oh boy. My brother said, oh my God, you got to watch the Goldbergs. No, I don't. No, no, I don't. Um, Fuller House starred Beret, but frequent uh, featuring frequent appearances from original stars, including Saget, Coulier, John Stamos, Stamos, Stamos. Ran for five seasons. It did. Holy shit. And I guess it didn't feature the uh, twin slash triplets. I'm close with all the kids. It doesn't happen a lot in the world where you stay close with all the people. Saget told Jake Tapper. We're an unusual cast in that way that I have been able to remain close with everybody because I don't take eight years of my life lightly. And then the other five or six years, six seasons, his full house co-star Stamos expressed his grief over the loss of his friend and former colleague on Sunday. I'm broken. I am gutted. John Stamos wrote on Twitter. I am in complete and utter shock. I will never, ever have another friend like him. I love you so much, Bobby. Wow, boy. Dave, that seems incredibly sad. Dave Coulier also marked his former co-star's death on social media, posting a photo of the two holding hands and writing, I'll never let you go, brother. Love you. Well, that's weird. I have lots of friends that are boys, but I do not want to hold your hand. No. No, 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 no. If I'm at Bosco's Pub and boring Dean, sick fuck Dean, says, hey, good to see you. Let's uh, go look at the artwork on the walls and grabs me by the hand, I will be mortified. And... All that will be on my mind is going to the bathroom and washing my hand for about four hours. If any of you touch my, touch me, I'm leaving. No hand holding. If someone said to me, I have a crystal ball. And -and so-and-so is going to be dead after today. All you're getting is fist bump. That is the extent of it. I love you, but I am not holding your hand. Uh, Following his first round of sitcom fame, Saget worked steadily in film and TV roles, but became known to a generation of sitcom fans on CBS's How I Met Your Mother, another show I've never watched. Acting as narrator and voice of future Ted Mosby. That show ran until 2014. Um, I shock people because they'll say, oh man, remember that episode of Seinfeld? I was like, I didn't watch that show. What? No, I've seen it, but... I'm not, I didn't watch Seinfeld. Well, okay. And then the other one, what's the other show? Oh, The Office. Remember that scene from The Office? I'm like, funny show. 
I've watched probably five episodes of that show. Over the years on the radio, I interviewed nearly every single person that was on that show. Five episode, uh, five episodes tops. Just don't watch. I don't watch TV now at all. There's more TV than ever on now. I just don't watch it. Curb Your Enthusiasm, one of my favorite shows of all times. I don't even watch it. There's a brand new season just finished. I didn't watch one episode. Great show. Don't have time. Not going to sit there and watch TV. There's there's basements to, uh, downstairs to not work on. Okay? Throughout the years, Saget remained a fixture in stand-up comedy, releasing multiple specials over the years, taking his show on the road. Uh, Saget's reputation for revealing in a much edgier brand of comedy would be seen in films like The Aristocrats, exploring the competition among critics to tell the filthiest version of the same joke. Uh, and his guest stint on HBO's Entourage. I have watched that show as a version of himself, but I don't remember him in it. Nope. I cannot believe I watched that stupid show, Entourage. My God. The only thing I liked about Entourage was the guy who played Ari Gold, Jeremy Piven. I think he got canceled in Me Too. Asked by Esquire to divine his humor in a 2013 interview, Saget saying, I'm basically just a nine-year-old boy that evolved. Toward the end, Saget seemed to relish pushing back against his success in squeaky clean shows, telling dirty jokes at ABC events to make the executives squirm. I was watching last night the Comedy Central roast of Bob Saget when Norm MacDonald roasted him. And I it I just I missed it. I, I I missed the joke. I'm not smart enough to get it. It was terrible. Everybody the the thing to do nowadays is everything Norm MacDonald does is funny. This was not funny. It was horrible. It was the worst. He just said corny jokes. I don't know. Was that supposed to be a nod to Saget and his corny jokes? And that was it. Well, I didn't. It wasn't. It was horrible. I never. I didn't find it when Saget told. I didn't find it funny when Saget would tell corny jokes. Uh, and it's still not funny if you do it. It's it's horrible. The whole thing was boring. And then uh, Jim Norton and uh, and all these other who's who of uh, everybody on the dais. They're all laughing uncontrollably. Saget sitting there in the throne, cracking up. I'm like, this is not funny. You guys. Well, yeah, it's funny because it's not funny. I've always hated that. I've hated that. It's funny because I'm cringing. Fuck you. Ugh. Hated that. Fellow comedian. And boring podcaster Mark Marin added, oh no, R.I.P. Bob Saget. Truly one of the nicest guys and so funny. Very sad. That's it? That's all you can say? Marin, another one of these podcasters, is just a fucking snooze. Oh my God. Oh, horrible. Gilbert Gottfried. Described his shock over the news, writing on Twitter, I just spoke with Bob a few days ago. We stayed on the phone as usual, making each other laugh. Rest in peace to friend, comedian, and fellow aristocrat, 
Bob Saget. That is that. Big shocker. Unbelievable. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. This show happens each and every morning live on Twitch, twitch.com slash Eric Zane Live or twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Eric is E-R-I-C and Eric Zane Live is all one word. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV sponsors Twitch. They also bring you the Facebook page. In fact, Dum Dum Eric, my ghetto sign has fallen and I forgot to put it back up. I apologize for that. There you go. There it is. Uh, the John Lennon portrait is now up here. And uh, I've done a little bit of moving of artwork. The Imagine picture is now over there. And I've moved Dude Shadowway to where John and Jenison's portrait was. Uh, John and Jenison, he is uh, out, out of the fold. And I don't know what happened. Now, John's been finicky over the years. And uh, I, I'm not sure he's come and gone. Uh, you, you'll remember this. He uh, kind of like a cat. And I'm not sure what happened. Uh, this is nothing new for your old pal Eric Zane, though. Um, and I give him credit because he did not announce the departure. But I texted him over the weekend. <laughs> and I, I said, hey, buddy, or something like that. What's going on? Uh, hey, are you mad at me or something? And he wrote, please lose my number. So I'm like, what the, what, what the hell is going on here? So I still don't know. So I wrote, yikes, what the heck? I'm coming over to your house. Can I get some explanation? I'm lost here. Help me out. Then I wrote, I'm not really coming over. I wouldn't want to upset you. I just wish I knew what the heck happened with the emoji. Of the heck. You go, you know, what happened? Is it because I'm encouraging people to vote for Whitmer? <laughs> Seriously, man, she's an excellent governor. I know you think it's about control, but it's not. You're taking this COVID stuff way too far. Now, uh, that was in jest. I have no idea what happened. So anyway, I can't with clear conscience keep his artwork up here. So uh, if anybody wants it, you can have it. But then again, it might be good to just hang on to it because he'll probably come back around and just kind of sneak back into the show at some point. I don't know. I, I try not to get bogged down in these things. So, all right. Not to mention, uh, in, in, uh, in addition to Facebook, which is brought to you by Irvine's, I am on Twitter at Eric Zane Show, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then um, Frank Fuss, the tank, my policy shop insurance. More from him in a little bit later on in the show. Takes care of YouTube, the almighty YouTube channel. Okay, this is crazy. First of all, football. The Colts go into Jacksonville and again lose. This is unbelievable. The Jags are horrible. Um, they are now 7-0 and at home against the Colts. In the last seven seasons. And they've been miserable in that time. Against everybody else, it's some really lopsided uh, losses. Five times as many losses to wins. It's like really, really incredible. But for some reason, they have the Colts number. And all that the stinking Colts had to do 
was win that game and they were in the playoffs against arguably the worst team in the league. And, uh, and, and they are the worst team in the league. But the Jags put it together. It was so bad. The Jags fans showed up wearing um, dressed as clowns because it's a clown show over there. And they're, they're disgusted that the uh, owner of the team is keeping this general manager on uh, and, and not firing them. And it's just, and plus all this shit with Urban Meyer. It's like, oh my God. So the Jaguars beat the shit out of the Colts despite that. Okay. Jaguars get the first pick in the draft. Okay. More about the team that's number two in the draft in a second. So remember I told you that the two teams that would stand to do this, the Chargers and the Raiders, they play in the final game of the year. If they tie, they both go to the playoffs. Okay. And the scenario was floated about them taking a knee all game long. Okay. And then they would both tie, both get into the playoffs, both not have the uh, uh, bashing of each other's heads in for another game, which would be, which would hurt them. Uh, So whatever that did not happen at all. In hindsight, it's really crazy to think that that would ever have even have been entertained because these are professionals. It's just like with my Lions. People are like, well, they should have tanked against the Packers. But no, these are professionals. They, they uh, First and foremost, their job is to win football games. However, however, it kind of almost came true. And here's why. This game goes into overtime. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Raiders. They're tied at 32. The Chargers got a late touchdown to force overtime. They go to overtime. Okay. The Raiders are um they have the ball and they're kind of they kind of run it up the middle and they get like five, six yards and and whatever. And um they're not really in field goal range. And we know this now that the um, Raiders were going to take a knee. They were going to take a knee in overtime to finish the game at 32-32. So they would have played all the way to that point and taken a knee. However, the clock is winding down. And with a handful of seconds left, The Raiders are going to take a knee and end the game. The Chargers, thinking that the Raiders are going to run the ball again, called timeout and stopped the clock. And people are like, why did they do that? Why did they do that? Why did they just stop the clock? Now, they didn't know that the Raiders were going to take a knee, but people were starting to think they're just going to take a knee and end the game. The stopping of the clock allowed the Raiders to run one more play and they run a running play right of the middle and they got 10 yards, which put them in field goal range, which gave them time to run the field goal unit out on the field and they kicked a field goal and won the game. And then after the game, uh, uh, what's his name? David Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, said, yeah, we were going to call, we were going to take a knee. You see him on the sidelines, uh, 
that uh, they, and the, that they're like, oh my god! And the the players were reacting. The Chargers players were reacting as Raiders players were telling the Chargers, "Why did you guys call a timeout? We were going to take a knee." And they're like, "Oh no!" So now this coach uh, of the of the Chargers. Uh, why did the Chargers call a timeout in the overtime loss to the Raiders? Why did they do that? That was the question in the mind of many. As the Raiders kicked the field goal to beat the Chargers. So no, it wasn't taken knee the whole game, but near the end of the game in overtime, they were still tied and they're like, ah, fuck it. Let's just both get into the playoffs. How's that sound? Um, the Raiders and Chargers knew exactly what was at stake. And they just, no one knows why this coach did it. He did say, well, I had to get my best running pack, my uh, run defense package in there. Uh, At Raiders interim head coach, Rich Bisaccia admits that they were considering going for the tie. But as it turns out, uh, they end up uh, getting the win. And the uh, Chargers go home. And delivered my hashtag Steelers to the playoffs. Thank you, Kate in New Jersey. The Duchess. This is how it shakes out. The wild card round is this weekend. I love the wild card round because there's, well, there's a lot of football. You got the Raiders at the Bengals. Do you say Bengals? You shouldn't. It's Bengals. B-E-N, like Ben. Bengals. Bengals. The cat. The tiger. I love Joe Burrow. Raiders at the Bengals. But I love all the house. the Raiders have stuck together after the firing of Gruden. And, they, and then that other uh, teammate uh, uh, smashed his car into the chick. And then Howard Stern said that... Uh, uh, the guy smashed his car into the chick walking her dog and she flew into his car. Idiot. That's Saturday uh, at uh, 4.30 p.m. The night game Saturday. The Pats at the Bills. Sunday, 1 p.m. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles at the Bucks. The Bucs at the last second host that game because the Rams screwed it up. The Rams lost yesterday. Matt Stafford, overtime interception against San Francisco. San Francisco is on fire. They were down 17-0 in that game uh, against the uh, uh, at the Rams. In fact... Um, the coach of the Rams, what's that guy's name? Sean McVay. He was 45 and 0 when leading at halftime in his uh, career as an NFL coach. He's only like 17 years old. 45 and 0. And they fucked it up. The 49ers come back and win. That means that the Rams dropped a playoff um uh ranking and that the the Bucks move up. So the Bucs host the Eagles. The Cowboys, they've had a great year. They host the Niners. Dwight Clark, the catch. (coughs) Excuse me. That's Sunday at 4.30. And then 8.15, the Chiefs 
hosts the Steelers. Rivalry game. My God. Does the rapist have enough in the tank to finish the game? Uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother Jackson will be dancing on the sidelines. Let's hope that uh, a, a wild play goes uh, has like a linebacker flying into him and paralyzing him on the field. And then the Rams host the Cardinals Monday night wild card. Here's who's going to win. Bengals will beat the Raiders. Bills will beat the Pats. Bucks will beat the Eagles. Upset special. Niners will beat the Cowboys. Chiefs will beat the Steelers. And the Cardinals will beat the Rams. There you go. Tonight, the national championship game. We will see Alabama beat the shit out of Georgia. Fuck, I hate to say that, but that's what's going to happen. My God. Terrible. Uh, Corey says he's going to need to rape a little during halftime to refuel, suggesting that Ben Roethlisberger is fueled by rape. All right. I see that um, Reverend Rowdy Ron is in the house. Welcome back, Reverend Rowdy Ron. Hope you had a great weekend, buddy. Uh, Reverend Rowdy Ron is also a fan of the Steelers. He doesn't like it when I call Ben Roethlisberger a rapist, but you're looking through rose-colored glasses, Ron. He is. Most people agree. But welcome back. And hello to you. Hope you had a great weekend. All right. So that's uh, kind of what's going on. And then there's the story of my Lions. And, you know, I mean, when you start out 0-8. And, and uh, new coach, you bring this quarterback, Goff, in. He's terrible. Everyone's terrible on that team. Excuse me. And then you finish the year. Three wins, five losses, and a tie. Okay. And that's honestly the expectation that uh, I think a person needed to have improved. They did. On the back half of this, of this year, they improved. They beat, they beat an excellent Arizona team. They had a thrilling walk-off win against the Vikes at home. That was a great, great win, man. I was so happy. And that was right... And the Oxford shooting debacle, remember that? I mean, that was that was the Super Bowl for them. And I'm just so proud of them, how they hung in there. And then they beat Green Bay. They uh, Green Bay put their starters in the first half, and the uh, uh, Lions were leading them at the half. And then they uh, took uh, Rodgers out. And let's be honest, uh, Green Bay's backups are also very, very good. But Detroit, they could very easily have tanked. But I don't think people do that in the NFL. These are professionals, you know? And uh, if they had tanked, they would have gotten the number one pick. But fuck that, man. Not my lines. They did not lay down. And they celebrated and they partied and they won the game against the pack with big plays late and they did not roll over. Here's my takeaways from the Lions season. Goff got better as the season went on. And that is good because we need that type of play from a quarterback 
to hopefully catch lightning in a bottle or stop gap or, you know, tutor whoever the next uh, flavor of the month is that they bring in at some point. But still, uh, to finish the year the way he did, which he was excellent, especially in that last game against the pack. Hell, that's all you got to do, son. And then the emergence of receiver Amon St. Rod, a USC, who started out the year, he didn't even know what the hell he was doing. It was like he had claws for hands. He couldn't catch anything running the wrong way. Oh, my God. Well, this guy's turned into not only a terrific receiver, but a wonderful downfield blocker. Spectacular play. TJ Hawkinson finished the year hurt, but you know he's going to come back stronger than ever. They got some players that are on the shelf to finish the year. They run the ball well. You've got a great core of running backs on that team with Williams and Swift. And uh, that other guy they brought in with, when both those guys were hurt, I forget his name, but he was strong too. So they uh, they actually imposed their will at the line of scrimmage running the ball. Uh, Frank Ragnow coming back. And then um, uh, Taylor Decker will be refueled with along with Panay Sewell after a fantastic rookie year. So what the hell? Coming back with only $6 million on a cap hit for the team. They have shed all that fucking stupid Kenny Galladay money who hasn't done shit all year. Wonderful decision to not re-sign that guy. He now sucks. So uh, Brad Holmes making all the right decisions, in my opinion. I predicted four wins on the year. They finished with three and a tie close enough. Uh, laugh at me all I want, but that was pretty damn close to having a 100% accurate prediction as to how this season would pan out. So there you go. I'm going to uh, roll the dice and say that uh, eight or nine wins next year, flirting with a playoff opportunity. And who knows? You know, the thing about the Lions is with three wins, five, or I'm sorry, three wins on the year, 13 losses and a tie. There was at least two or three games that if you, it came down to the final play, they could very easily have had six or seven wins this year, which would have been remarkable. So I'm saying uh, there's a lot of positivity there. Could be worse. You could have been the Jaguars, you know? So, you know, I love the Lions. I think they did great, all things considered, and uh, finished strong, and the fans had something to cheer about. So congrats. Uh, that's a that's seriously this is unbelievable three wins and i'm happy i'm happy for them all right i also want to get into the story about um aaron Rodgers, who i i am there's a lot of reasons why i don't like aaron Rodgers. i don't like aaron Rodgers because he always seems to escape trouble when it, when the pocket collapses i swear the guy's an alien and he continues to get better he's one of these football quarterbacks that like Tom Brady, but Brady's just been remarkably consistent. He hasn't like, you know, like he's not continuing to peak. He's just at a high level and just stays there. Rogers, it seems like he's still going up and it pisses me off. And before him, Favre used to always beat the shit out of the lines. I wanted nothing more than Aaron Rodgers to stay in the game and sustain a bad injury yesterday. That's how my, that's how deep my dislike of Aaron Rodgers goes. And people are like, ah, oh, man, I would never, I would never want a player to get hurt. No, I, I do. I really do. I, I don't like him so much. And then you add in the stupidity 
of his uh, QAnon doctors and the Joe Rogan shit and all that COVID stuff. I mean, that is the number one thing that boils my blood right there. And I'm like, oh, fuck Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So anytime he's on the field, I'm hoping for like a missed blocking assignment or, you know, uh, a uh, Vontez perfect moment where somebody hits him with the crown of his head right on his cervical spine. That's I've got my fingers crossed for that. I'm like, yes, yes, he's down. Oh, Daryl Stingley. I hate Aaron Rodgers. However, this story is so stupid. Uh, Boomer Esiason, who also sucks, on his stupid New York City radio show, I thought this was dumb when I heard it. I thought there is no way this is true. The rumor was, and he ran with it, that if the Packers get to the Super Bowl, Fuckface Aaron Rodgers was going to boycott and not play and then not play next year if the NFL didn't change its uh, COVID rules. I don't know. And I thought to myself, now Aaron Rodgers is dumb, but there's no fucking way he's this dumb. I mean, that... That would be great, actually. I would love that if he did that. Um, because that would mean if the Packers were in the Super Bowl, they would lose. And how is that punishing the NFL? The, I mean, how, does the NFL give a shit if you do that? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, they're only there to make money. And it would probably be the biggest story in the world that the best player in football would be. Uh, I mean, it would garner a ton of attention. It'd be incredible. And then also it would put the backup, what's his name, Jordan Love. Can you imagine if he, like, performed very well and won the thing and then the fans would turn? I mean, if it backfired, everybody in the world would be rooting for Jordan Love. Whoever they'd be playing, let's say the Packers were playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs would let the Packers win, hopefully, just so that Jordan Love would be a hero and fuck Aaron Rodgers right in his stupid asshole. That would be fantastic. So, Esiason runs with that. Rogers tweets, dumbest fucking story ever. Alongside a video of Boomer, who reported the boycott rumor on his stupid show. Uh, Rogers, who will be the NFL MVP again this year. Did you see a one guy? His name is uh, Hub Arkish. Hub Arkish said he's not voting for him because he's an asshole. He's the biggest jerk in the league. If I had a vote for NFL MVP, I would vote for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and I would write, the biggest asshole in the history of sports is the MVP. He is without a doubt... If, if the Packers don't have him, they lose all their games. The guy is unbelievable. He's on another planet. On Friday morning, Esiason presented his radio co-host, Gio Italian, who gives a shit, I don't know his name, 
with a Rogers boycott text message he received and instructed him to read it aloud to the listeners. Quote, boom, the Rogers saga continues to get crazier and crazier. Uh, Geo Italian read, I've been told by multiple people in Aaron's direct circle that if the Packers make the Super Bowl, he will use the week leading up to the Super Bowl to prove a major point. He will threaten the NFL by saying he won't play in the big game or next season if they don't eliminate some of the COVID-related rules. The co-host continued, One big one that upsets him the most is the testing of non-symptomatic players. The text then said Rodgers has spoken to his backup quarterback, Jordan Love, about the boycott, telling him to, quote, be ready. Like you said, he's got to make it first, but Super Bowl week will be set on fire and sent NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell into a frenzy, this idiot concluded. Esiason confirmed the text came from a, quote, reliable source. Rogers' tweet iced the rumor. The quarterback also joked about the rumor. You see, that's when I think he should come on their show. He should come on their show because they would take him, you know. Uh, they would absolutely let him on just to bust his ball. Say, hey, uh, <clears throat> you're a stupid fuck. You are an absolute idiot. To Rodgers' credit, he played in the first half against the Lions, and the Lions gave him everything he could handle. That was great, by the way. The Packers are the best team in, uh, I think, the league. I know the NFC. And have the uh, uh, first round bye in this week of the NFL playoffs. All right, so now who is going to be in the Super Bowl? It's going to be the Pack. And because, you know, they uh, seriously last year against the Bucks, Incredible. Why did they kick a field goal? Oh, my God. Who are they going to play, though? Raiders? No. Bengals? Nah. Bills? Nah. Patriots? Nah. Steelers? Nah. Chiefs. It's got to be the Chiefs. Chiefs Packers. All right. That's a pretty great Super Bowl. Super Bowl is February 13th. There you go. Now that is a breakdown. That is an absolute awesome breakdown. Okay. The show is available on Patreon and boy, is it fun. Uh, The amount of content that I have on Patreon. I'm so happy to be able to do that each and every day. When this free podcast is done, we turn it over to there and have even more fun no ads, no commercials, nothing like that. No sponsor mentions. It's all it's powered by you and uh, your fistful of dollars that you give me. And I am so thankful and lucky to have that for now. Three years working on year number four on Patreon. Thank you so much if you've helped in the past. And uh, thank you so much if you're considering to do so. I suggest you just try it for a month and see if you like it. And if not, no big deal. But if everyone who enjoys the free podcast said, all right, Zane, I'm going to throw you a bone. Uh, I'm not one to say, give me your money and you don't get anything in return. Uh, By the way, if you do do that, that's fine. I can't stop you, but uh, I like to give you as much content as I possibly can. That is my job. And uh, if you're looking for something to fill in the gaps on your listening after this show is done, 
try the Patreon. There's something new there virtually every day of the work week. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane, E-R-I-C-Z-A-N-E. Go there, sign up for five or ten bucks a month on a trial basis. See if you like it. If you do, sign up for a yearly. You pay it all up front, and I'll save you 10% on that cost. So thank you, thank you, thank you. The open of the show brought to you by Tag Accounting, Troy Ginzer for tax season. Here we go. This is the time of the year that the Gins, the tax hobbit, is actively uh, making his presence known on this show. This sponsor, certified public accountant, uh, accountant at tagcpa.net, wants to do your personal taxes. Um, encouraging you, if you like this show, to bang on their door and save yourself a ton of time and get more money back on your taxes. This is always kind of like a stress-filled period of time uh, as a taxpayer. You know, you got to get all your shit together, and you're like, okay, uh, have there been any, any, any changes in the tax law that I need to know about? I guess I'll just do my own research. Yeah, that always works out great. And figure this out on my own. Much easier, no matter where you are in the U.S., to reach out to the Gins, Troy, at tagcpa.net, or by calling 616-301-9516 and saying, hey, I'd like to be one of your customers. Will you do my taxes? Of course. And then you have to upload some of your own materials that you have in your own files. And you just do that on their online web portal anywhere in the U.S.A., and then the rest is up to him. He's going to give you a time and a day that he's going to do your taxes. Be ready by the phone. He might have a question for you while he's doing it. You don't have to be in person. You can be in person if you want to. That's the way I do it because we talk sports, the tax hobbit and I. And um, But you don't have to be in front of him, okay? If you do get in front of him, don't be alarmed by his small hands uh, working feverishly on that little keyboard. Uh, but he will do an amazing job for you. The tax hobbit found tagcpa.net 616-301-9516. Call and make an appointment. If you uh, utilize tag last year, last year, please, uh, this is fantastic. He's going to send you another note probably in the mail saying, here's your, uh, here's the date that I'm doing your taxes. Be ready. Thank you so much for banging on his door. Okay. Uh, we're going to be doing another Zaniac get-together at Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan, very soon. Uh, I don't know when, but the rumor is in the next week or so. I'm not sure if Sick Fuck Dean has uh, decided on when we're meeting, but I'll be there. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square along Chicago Drive, go there for lunch Wednesday through Saturday, lunch and dinner Wednesday through Saturday, opening at 11.30 a.m. Otherwise, Monday and Tuesday, they're open up. They open for dinner on into the night, closed on Sunday. Sarah says, Dean, I didn't get the invite yet. It's looking like February 4. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh-huh. Let me uh, double check that one. That's not going to work. 
There was a couple dates in January I threw at you guys. Um, yeah, can't do it. I cannot do 4 p.m. On, that's a terrible time to do this. I'm canceling that. Yeah. Schedule it during when people are working. Are you an idiot? No, we're not doing it then. In fact, I'm taking, I, I, uh, I, I uh, put the task in front of you to come up with it. And I gave you several dates in January. None of them were in February, dipshit. In fact, I'm relinquishing the duties. Fuck you. You're obviously terrible at this. I'll schedule it today and put out the invite. You're fired. Go feed the horses and fuck off. How fucking dumb are you? I told you, January. What the fuck? Yeah, February 4, Friday at 4 p.m. People work, dickhead. All right, you're out. New person in charge. Well, anyway, go to Bosco's Pub. We'll be scheduling a party very soon. That is not February 4. Oh, my God. I cannot believe this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, thanks to MyPolicyShop.com, Frank the Tank Fuss. If you are turning 65 in the very near, near future or you need any help with a Medicare Advantage plan, Reverend Rowdy Ron, I'm looking at you. Consider reaching out to the tank, 616-914-4070, MyPolicyShop.com. For anyone in your life who's turning 65, he can help you with everything you need to know for Medicare Advantage. Very, very important. Okay, let me ask you this, too. Doesn't matter what age you are. Let's say you're a father, couple of kids, in school, lovely wife, you work very hard. This is a hard question to ask. But if something terrible happens to you or your wife, what is then going to happen, especially if you are the main earner in your household? Would you expect your better half, who maybe she's working a part-time job or perhaps her job is to take care of her kids? Are you expecting her to just, oh, well, I guess I got to, I, I guess my kids are latchkey kids now because I've got to go work. That's pretty scary. I think it's time to investigate a life insurance policy. And Frank asked me to talk about this with you. If you don't have a life insurance policy in place, which frankly is extremely inexpensive, you're really making a huge mistake. Everybody within the sound of my voice who has that scenario, I mean, knowing that you have the peace of mind that if something unexpected and tragic happens to you, your lovely family is taken care of for the rest of their lives. Frank can help you with that. 616-914-4070. Let's say you're a guy who feeds horses for a living. And 
after a day where you botched the start time and the uh, date of a uh, of a get together that you were supposed to schedule, and then the horse bites your throat out, um, what are you gonna do? What is your child gonna do uh, without any money? You know that's gonna be pretty weird. You should have a life insurance policy in place. Call Frank Fuss at six one six nine one four four zero seven zero for a life insurance policy from mypolicyshop.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Oh, my God. All right, seen a number of uh, great comments. February 4th works for me. Okay, I won't be there. And that was the point of doing this. So have fun on February 4th, but I'll be scheduling something else. Uh, Aram writes February 4th works. Dean, uh, he won't be here. Aram, you will be in another town somewhere in Texas. You're out. Chris K, February 4th, you're out. You've been muted. Who else is going to get muted? Uh Oh, my God, Adam, this is so terrible. Muted. February 4th is not happening. We're not doing February 4th. All of you assholes who have decided to schedule my party, you're not allowed to go to Bosco's on February 4th. Fuck you. What the fuck, Dean? I gave you the dates. How did you manage? You're out. You are no longer scheduling parties. Grab hay, feed horse, shut up. Unbelievable. All right. Did any of you see the video of drunk bitch? It was a drunk bitch weekend. Two crazy drunk bitch weekend stories need to be discussed. All right, give me a second. You know how I am getting these stories ready. Uh, this is from the uh, hotel in Rio de Janeiro. From what I'm understanding, how this went down was uh, dude is in line at the hotel. Black guy is in line at the hotel. Minding his own business, according to this, drunk bitch in bikini and her husband are pissed off because there's a black guy in line and they think that he cut the line. So they had been waiting there. However, at this hotel, they've got a special spot for like diamond customers. Okay. And diamond customers are allowed to just cut the line. I don't think she knows that or she's just a racist. It's one of two things is happening here. Now you see um, lady with long black hair. She works for the hotel. You see white haired dude in a suit. He works for the hotel. And uh, guy in white shirt, bald. He works a hotel, works for the hotel. The other dude suit. He works for the hotel, hot bitch in bikini. 
does not work for the hotel. And then there's another guy back here. That's her husband. He does not work for the hotel. Okay. They, they called him the N-word. Okay. Husband is walking away. He's one of these husbands who just kind of lets his wife go and doesn't want to bring her. You know, it's like, okay, come on, honey, let's go. She's not listening to him. Okay. There's a guy who's narrating. I'm just going to roll it. Y'all haven't de-escalated the situation because y'all, she's still right there, still talking. Y'all supposed to separate the party. No. Yep, I get it. It's all on camera. This is all on camera. He touched him. He, Out by the way. Yeah. She touched him. It's all on camera. Oh, oh no. Look at my man. He just. Everything is on camera. Unleashed a strong right. We're going to break this down further. Don't worry. Hot drunk bitch is freaking out, and dude is gone. They didn't de-escalate the situation by moving the parties away. They still let her be right there. Why you? Ha 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 ha! drunk bitch. Get her under control. Yeah, they need to. Oh my god! I don't understand it. This is crazy. Where's y'all secure? No, because this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. And y'all still haven't restrained her. Baby girl, I'm not him. Uh, I'm her right by the neck. Girl, I'm not him. But they didn't restrain him. It's not us. We're not. Don't come over here, baby girl. I'm not him. Holy shit. Okay. We need to... Uh, Look at this further, and if you're just listening to the audio podcast, you, you, you must watch this. Okay. She's going to put her hands on dude. Okay, she grabs him, kind of like does a weird hug of his neck. So I'm not sure what... It looks like she's almost trying to kiss him. Okay. These guys pull her away. And now at this point, her tall, skinny, lanky husband is like, oh, no. Now, this guy looks like he is strong, this black guy. Now, watch how he squares up. Okay? Okay, look at Arm is going back into the danger zone. He's going to ball up this fist. That left foot is going to plant. These hips are going to turn. And the follow-through here, right on. Watch this arc. I'm going to really kind of frame by frame it. Okay, look at, look at, oh no, hot bitch is like, oh, what's going on? Holy shit. Oh, look at the contact. Yikes. Oh, oh, oh. and down he goes. Oh, watch this. I can really get it. You can hear the impact. Wow. I can do this all day. Wow! What a solid punch! Oh, oh, oh! So you, he did it. Yeah, you got. He did it. He's talking about the dude. He did it. Well, I, I don't know what he's, what he's meaning. He did it. But yeah, he did it. All right. Wow! One of my favorite. This has to be. Here we are, only ten days into 2022, and what 
What a wallop that was. Oh, my God. Just an absolute crushing blow. Um, Adnan says, but the guy didn't do anything. Yeah, I know, but he can't punch. This is old school rules here. This is what you do. And I remember people talking about this in the past, that if you, if a, if a woman attacks you, okay, uh, and Adnan says, you never touch a black man's hat ever. If a woman attacks you and the guy is there, you don't punch her. You punch him right in the face. Oh, incredible. So drunk bitch weekend entry number one was that. And I guess how it unfolded was the black guy, he then left and he had uh, booked the, uh, a, a big contingency to have like a party or something. And he went and the cops were waiting for him. Of course, the cops are going to be there to go arrest him. I don't think they ever arrested him. He went to an Airbnb or something like that. All is good. And then, uh, but just incredible. Dean says, you asked me to set it up. Nothing else. I told you in January. I said it on this show. All right. Maybe you missed that part. I apologize. I absolutely did say it. Maybe, maybe you just didn't catch that. We cannot do February 4th. I'll handle it. Thanks for your help anyway. Enjoy the show. What happens in Cozumel stays in Cozumel, but that punch was absolutely awesome. Really, really great. Uh, all right. I've got another drunk bitch weekend entry for you a little later on. We'll get to that story coming up. I uh, got a couple of falls that I want to cover for you. People who wiped out. Uh, the first one is uh, some guy from our local uh, TV station. Uh, Wood, uh, I'm sorry, WZZM. Um, on your side. The weather guy, they have this little uh, thing called the weather deck or whatever it is. And uh, watch this. Michael Barron's wipes out on the weather deck. This is rough. I think he, he tries to roll with it and laugh it off, but I don't know if that's possible. Deck is sponsored by Montel Construction, your home team. Right. Hey, Michael, I hear you're slipping and sliding out there on the weather deck. It seems like it might be kind of a dangerous night if you're out driving. Yeah, it's all fun and games uh, out here on the weather deck. But if you're on the roads and you come across some of these slippery conditions, it can really get dangerous out there tonight. It's not like the past couple of days where the threat's easily visible with the, the thick, heavy snow. Take a look at this uh, wide view here of the weather deck. It's just completely glazed over and... Oh! That did not feel good. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with outside. It is a mess out here and I clocked my head. Oh yeah. Pretty good on the weather deck. So Yeah, that's that's a concussion. I mean, that's 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 great lady lady level right there. Um and and the beauty of it is they they set it up. They actually set ahead of time. Let's get you sliding on the deck. Forget the fact that your heart rate hasn't been over 110 beats per minute in the last 15 years. Man. And so he probably was complete. Oh, man. Look at him. That is awesome. And then, okay, down he goes. And then the head. Oh, 
Oh, wow, did he crack his melon? Oh my goodness. Oh my. And. Oh God, that's a bad one. He hits on those little uh, uh, mats there. But, jeez. Uh, then there's this one. Um, thanks to Chris, who sent it along. This is some NBA reporter. Heels on NBA hardwood floors are not a good combination. Shocking this doesn't happen more. <laughs> okay, now that looked... That looked like a ghost uh, yanked her feet out and then uh, another ghost body slammed her. What the fuck did I just see? Watch this again. Okay, seriously. That is so crazily violent. How did that happen? She's in the air right now. Oh, no. Come on. 106 to 90. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, hold on. We got to get this. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Oh, no. Look at the mascot. What is that mascot doing? He's like, motherfucker. Look at that. Wow. Whew, that is a lot to process. <laughs> oh, crank. She's supposed to wait till after the game to go down that hard, just saying. Kate says such a Scooby-Doo moment. Was that her nose breaking? Oh, my God, that was. And then she's like smiling after that fall. Absolutely incredible. Mm. All right. There you go. Uh, we're not done with drunk bitch news, though. Uh, we have to get into uh, this one. All right. Hang on a second here. Give you a look at uh, who this individual is. It's Lady here. And we've all seen this picture before. We know where this is. Uh, this is inside of uh, United States uh, Capitol. Uh, you can tell. Yeah, just look. I mean, look around the room. Look at all of these idiots. An unbelievable collection of morons here. And this crazy bitch right here, who... Uh, has the Nancy Pelosi sign, Speaker of the House, torn off the wall. She's walking around like an idiot through the Capitol with this piece of shit guy who's got the hat on with the ear flaps and this asshole with the stupid beard and this dickhead with the MAGA hat and all these jackasses. Well, she got in trouble for that. As they all should. But... She's entered a, a drunk bitch weekend, dumb drunk bitch weekend, because now, uh, while actually drunk, she was uh, behind the wheel of a car, 
and uh, back home in Missouri. And she managed to enter the interstate going the wrong direction. 22-year-old Emily Hernandez, completely shit-faced. She smashes into another motorist just uh, driving down the road. 32-year-old Victoria Wilson is dead. Her husband, who is now a widow, was seriously injured. The cars collided eastbound lanes of I-44. Of course, Hernandez, not dead. Emily Hernandez. They never, they never die. They just tend to kind of like, I don't know if they're so drunk, they're never really in any real danger. She did, however, though, suffer serious injuries. I take it back. She was treated at a nearby hospital. She will live. She was issued a citation for one count each of driving while intoxicated, resulting in death, and driving while intoxicated, resulting in injuries, both felonies. Uh, They're seeking formal charges. Those charges will come after the results of a full toxicology report are released. Truck driver Jeff Barlow recorded video of a car going in the wrong direction on the interstate. Car was going over 60 miles an hour and he tracked six miles uh, trying to get the driver to realize they were in the wrong lane. Six miles. So this wasn't just a get on there and, and then immediately crash into someone. You would think a year after you hit rock bottom in your life for being one of these maggots polluting our institutions that you might think that uh, you can make some better decisions in your life. If only this dumb bitch had been side by side that other dumb bitch who got shot in the Capitol. This would never have happened. Uh, The trucker said Wilson's car was in the left lane and a truck in the right lane prevented them from getting over. He described the collision as looking like an explosion. My God. A GoFundMe was started to cover all the out-of-nowhere funeral expenses as well as the family's hospital bills. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The Grizzly auto crash occurred on the eve of the one-year anniversary of Asshole Fest. In which Hernandez is currently facing five federal misdemeanors over her actions at the Capitol. She was planning on pleading out to one such charge today. That timeline may now change. Since she murdered someone. Uh, The GoFundMe. See it right here. This is the uh, lovely lady who is now deceased because of this MAGA scum. Holy shit. $23,000 raised. How terrible. Unbelievable. Blame Trump. I would say this one's Trump's fault, too. Trump should be sued. He did this. 
And that is the conclusion of drunk bitch news for the weekend. Hockey over the weekend. I was lucky enough to be in the presence of the uh, Grand Rapids Fire Department versus the Grand Rapids Police Department hockey game. And I was like, okay, I got a phone call and said, hey, there's a charity hockey game on Saturday at 1245. It's fire versus police. Will you volunteer your time? I'm like, well, yeah. Fuck yes, I will, man. These games are always a riot. They always are. You get a bunch of beer leaguers together. Uh, and you got, I mean, this is this is serious shit. And let me just tell you, sure, it's remarkably slower. Some of these guys can barely skate forward, let alone backwards. But they played. They competed. Police take a 2 nothing lead in this one. They nursed that lead till midway through the uh, uh, second period when they finally got to the fire department's goalie. They end up tying it. I'm sorry, taking the lead three to two. Police rattle off three straight goals to make it three to two. Fire department, the chili makers storm back and tie it. And then with a minute to go, ah, fire department. Gets the victory. It was awesome. Uh, There wasn't a Black Lives Matter contingency. That's what they should do. They should play hockey between the Black Lives Matter folks and the police. Now we're talking, okay? Or have like a round-robin tournament between four teams. You've got Black Lives Matter. Uh, Is there a a group that's anti-fire department that exists? I don't know. If you, if there was, we could put them into there. But you could have Black Lives Matter. Um, let's go Brandon Cruz. Fired police. I don't know. I just want to see Black Lives Matter take on the cops. Um, there was a fist fight. First period, this one dude for police, he drops him. And the, it was a decent scrap. Uh, they they both uh, uh, are bleeding going into the penalty box. Fire, fire department guy goes into the bin, and then uh, uh, cop guy is right next to me. And I go, how, how was that? He goes, I'm gassed. He goes, I, I'm, I'm coming back here as much as I can. I'm tired. And I thought that that was the funniest damn thing. And he was the only guy for the police department to get penalties. He got nine minutes in penalties. It was hilarious. And uh, so then these two guys come in after the um, uh, after the fight. And after about a minute, they go, hey, how you feeling? Oh, not not bad. How are you? Not bad. Hey, uh, what are we doing after? We're going over to Big E's for a beer. That'll be great. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, man, I'll see you there. They're having a con. They just beat the shit out of each other. They're having a conversation, this cop and fire guy, about uh, getting a beer after. How awesome is that? You know, that is what old white guys do. They beat the shit out of each other and then they go get a beer. The black community needs to dive into this. Okay. If there's ever a fight in front of the after hours club, instead of pulling out the pistol and shooting them, or then a group of them stomp them to death, 
Just knock them the fuck out and then pick them up and go in and get a, a fucking drink. You know? That's what we need to do. It's just my little editorial comment as, as to how fights need to go. Uh, Schaefer says, well, yeah, Red and Blue Brothers still love each other. Right, Josh? There you go. Josh is a fireman. Uh-huh. By the way, I saw a story the other day on Wood TV 8 that, um, now, yeah, they were, they were talking about a, uh, some type of like winter fest going on downtown. And this popped into my head when I said fireman, because you're not supposed to say that because, uh, when you throw gender onto it, it has to be firefighter. Um, they were talking about at this winter fest that they are having a snow person making contest and okay if there's a snow person making contest a, a snowman is you know it's, it's a snowman it's just three balls and then you put coal you know how to make a snowman they're not putting a dick on the snowman if they're calling it snow person does that mean you can put like titties on a snow person and well, that's a bad idea because if you put titties on a snow person, that's going to be terrible. You're going to be, you're going to be screwed. So no, there's no reason to say snow person enough. It's a snowman. It always will be a snowman. How embarrassing is that? And it just sounds terrible. Do you want to build a snow person? You're right, Kate. Hey, let's go build a snow person. Now, fuck you. It's a snowman. I even get, you can't say fireman, and it's firefighter. At least that, that works. At least that flows off the tongue of a firefighter. I am a firefighter. I am all, I am, I'm, I, I support that one. Uh, but you can't say police person. It's cop, law enforcement officer, police officer. Those are all good. I, I can accept those, but I will not accept snow person. Eat shit on snow person. All right. Hang on. I am still dealing with my fake COVID. Two months now with this stupid cough. Ridiculous. Thank you to TC Paintball. We have Paintball War number 17 scheduled for January 30th. TCPaintballGR.com. Sunday, January 30th. I want to see you there. Slowly but surely, the RSVPs are trickling in. Maze was the first. I somehow managed to pull it out of the tarantula farmer. He did not respond. I had to do it on my own. I think I heard from Adam in Houghton Lake. Pretty sure about that. Yes. Tarantula farmer plus three. Maze solo. Adam plus one. Gabe, the Honduran, is going to be there with the Mexicans. Um, there's a pretty good chance that 
our Latino players may outnumber you MAGA scum. Okay, and that is going to make for tough sledding on the border war. So you're going to have to get round up your MAGA troops for this event. I've already promised Gabe and the Mexicans a Mexican pizza. BC Pizza is making a Mexican pizza or two only for them. Okay, you MAGA scum cannot eat of the Mexican pizza. Uh, We will have that border war again. And I'm looking forward to the awesomeness of a fully indoor paintball event. 5 p.m. at TC Paintball on Sunday, January 30th. Okay? Starts at 5, pizza uh, beforehand, and then we're playing paintball until we can't play paintball anymore. And I want to hear from you. RSVP, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. That's E-R-I-C, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Bennett flooring installation. If you're getting flooring and if you want to install your flooring appropriately, like I know I do, uh, I will call Bennett flooring installation. And you should too. If you're in the West Michigan area, they will travel to your house, measure the room and tell you how much it will cost to expertly professionally install it. Uh, go ahead and do the uh, work, like getting all the old flooring out. If you can, that will save you money. They can do that for you. If you don't want your hands to touch it at all, they can do that. They can do whatever you want. But um, they specialize in uh, you doing a lot of the DIY work, okay? Uh, They will install it professionally and make it look absolutely tip-top without the big price tag associated with that. Uh, Reach out to them. Call or text 616-318-0167 for a measurement today. That's free. And just to uh, price it out, you know, you will save a whole lot of money, and it will be 100% professional. Thank you to Bennett Flooring Installation. I'll tell you a little later on about what flooring to buy. Meanwhile, comedy at fullhousecomedy.com. We are uh, canceling the Bob Saget shows. Oh, come on, Eric. No, he wasn't appearing. I'm sorry. Fullhousecomedy.com. Several different venues. Okay. You've got January 13th, 14th um, with Eric Griffin at the Park Theater and Creston Brewery. Not to mention on the 15th at Creston Brewery. Brett Ernst, January 19th, 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Uh, Laura Bates, she's going to be in town. Steph Tolov, James Mattern, and a number of other great shows coming to anyone of the Full House Comedy locations. All the details and tickets at fullhousecomedy.com. That is the only comedy venue in West Michigan. Uh, Dr. Grins went belly up because the Bob went out of business. What an unbelievable thing that was. All right. Okay. I love this next clip. Um, I... I don't blame anybody for thinking something terrible was happening here, but this is ridiculous. Um, this one comes to us from the NBA, and I don't I don't follow the NBA, but I I followed this story. Um, what you got here? 
is, uh, hang on, let me just start from the beginning. First of all, LeBron James is involved. He wasn't playing, but he is involved because he's calling out this announcer. I'll get to uh, the audio in a second. Okay, here. Let me just roll this, and you'll see. You'll there. There's a problem here with this. There's a real problem here with this. What a well-designed play, and um, you got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. Boy, that one stung. Okay, so this guy just makes a key basket to win the big game or whatever. Who gives a shit? This guy, Kevin Porter Jr. A well-designed play, and um, you got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. Boy, that one stung. Okay. Kevin Porter Jr. shot the shot. And won the game for the Houston Rockets. That is the play-by-play guy or the color commentator for the Washington Wizards. That commentator has been with the team for 20 years. And then for many years before that, he worked within the organization. So he is well aware that uh, senior... Uh, who he is because that player, Kevin Porter Sr., used to play for the Washington franchise, then known as the Bullets back in the day, and was known for being deadly, pulling the trigger and sinking the three-pointer. Okay? So that's, that's what he's getting at there. Kevin Porter Jr. sinks that long shot for the Houston Rockets, the Wizards announcer says, oh, man, his dad used to pull that trigger just like that when he, he was implying about when he played. He was playing for the Wizards. No big deal. Problem. The announcer is not aware that the guy who made that bucket that you saw is not related to the player that used to play for the Wizards. There's no relation there whatsoever. But this man is not aware of that. And in fact, the player that sank that shot went to jail for more than four years after pleading guilty to first-degree manslaughter in 1993 in the shooting and killing of a teenage girl. Oh, 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 no. Oh, oh, no. So, again... Young guy sinks the shot. Announcer says, uh, What a well-designed play. And um, you got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. Boy, that one stung. Okay, not only is he just wrong, in the mix-up, but the real father of this athlete that sank the bucket did, in fact, shoot someone, a little girl, and kill her. Oh, 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 no. Now, okay, 
if I'm right there, I'm smart enough because of the way this guy's saying that, this announcer, to know that that is an accident. There is no way that anybody would say that. Well, I might say that, but definitely not this guy. Well, because everybody assumes the worst, everybody's a racist, everybody's an asshole, everybody's trying to hurt uh, these uh, the, the Generation Z crowd and the pussies of the world, it must have been intentional. This asshole wrote Kevin Porter Jr. like his dad pulled that trigger right at the right time. I can't believe this was actually said on the Wizards broadcast. Completely inexcusable. Excuse me. Everybody right away throws this guy under the bus without actually asking for an explanation. The guy does have an explanation and he uh, made it known, but it doesn't matter. In, In today's society, you can make a horrible mistake. And though that is not intentional and this wasn't, you're dead. And that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. Um. The, in fact, the dad who killed the girl, he died in 04, making this even worse because he was shot and killed when he tried to come to the aid of a woman being attacked at a bar. So the guy who made that bucket, his dad, uh, first degree mans- manslaughter, accidentally killed a teenage girl by pulling a trigger. And then when he gets out of prison, rushes to the aid of a woman at a bar getting attacked, and he gets killed. So this is just terrible. Uh, The announcer took to Twitter to apologize by claiming he made a mistake, thinking that Porter was the son of former NBA player Kevin Porter, who once played for the Washington franchise back in the day. Please allow me to take this opportunity to sincerely apologize to uh, uh, him, his family, and and the Rockets organization. For the comments I made during last night's game, I mistakenly thought Kevin was the son of former Washington player Kevin Porter and was unaware that the words I chose to describe the game when he shot would be in any way hurtful or insensitive. I've reached out to Kevin to personally apologize and hope to be able to talk with him soon. Now, LeBron is an idiot. This is not a smart man. He never has been. He's a fool. Um... He's always on the wrong end of everything like this. The whole China thing. Uh, remember when he uh, outed that one guy, that one cop who uh, uh, blew away that crazy bitch, black chick who was getting ready to stab another black chip chick and the guy shot the shit out of her and killed her as a hero. LeBron doxed him and said he's a murderer. He wasn't. LeBron does this shit all the time. He's an idiot. LeBron <laughs> writes, oh, he thought this was cool, huh? Nah, we ain't going for this. Sorry, but this ain't going to fly. How insensitive can you be saying something like this? Beat it, man. I pray for you, but there's no place in our beautiful game for you. Uh, All right. LeBron goes into detail as he doubles down on his call to remove this dude. Uh, I stand by my tweet. I stand by everything I said. So, okay, let's just say... Let's just say he thought that was the case. So we get we get we get uh, scouting reports on players 
And I know you guys from the media, y'all get memos and stuff from players and stuff before the game, right? Y'all get like packets and stuff when y'all come to the game. Yes, they do. And I believe that I'm not a play-by-play person analyst, but I believe his words. I believe that I'm not a play-by-play person. It's just it, him talking off the cuff like this. You, you, you can hear the, the, that the wires in his brain aren't quite, you know, connecting appropriately. He's, he's trying to sound smarty, but LeBron's stupid. Make no mistake. I believe that they do, they do diligence as well. And they get their reports on teams that they're about to play as long as their own team. Right. He's he's going to go down the road that uh, this guy should know this because it's written down in the sh- in the notes. Not everybody reads those things, by the way. So I, I was actually watching the game live last night when I heard, oh. um, and I waited. I didn't do it right away, as you seen from my tweet. I was watching the game. Yeah. So as we seen, if that's the case, if 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 I am a a play by play announcer, right, and I'm covering a team in my local. It's taking him forever to get to this. My local team. In his case, he was, he's covering the Wizards. So he remembers the Kevin Porter who used to play for the Bullets, correct? Yeah. The first thing I would have done, I would have said, oh, Kevin Porter Jr. is coming into town. Let me see if that's his son. All right. So he fucked up. I mean, that's, that's what we're, that's what you're saying there. Uh, is this, but this, is this an intentional thing or an accidental thing? This was what we call in the world, an honest mistake. There was no malice there. You fucking idiot. I would have did that due diligence. I would have do, did do that due diligence. This guy's a fucking idiot. He can't even talk. Let me see if that's his son. I would have did that due diligence. <laughs> I don't think a guy who just said I would do that do, 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 can actually uh, sound intelligent in any way, shape, or form. Town, let me see if that's his son. I would have did that due diligence way before, and I think everyone on this call would have did the same thing. Yeah. Tell me my wrong. We we would have done that. Anybody? Yeah. So no, nobody's going to call him out at it at it, but you know they should. It should be so. Are you suggesting he? That's what we want to know. So, do you think he did that on purpose? You just talked for a minute and thirty-five seconds, and in addition to murdering the English language, uh, you didn't really say anything. He's an absolute idiot. I have never ever thought that that guy had anything going for him in in in, in, the, in the in the brains department. So LeBron throws this guy under the bus and then doubles down on it. I think this uh, Glenn uh, Conser who said that is a completely honest mistake. Um, there's Glenn Conser. You know, you know why else LeBron thinks this guy did it on purpose? Because he's white. That's why LeBron James thinks he did it on purpose. Come on. (laughs) All right. Well, that whole thing's stupid.
Because, I mean, nobody would say that. There's no one who would say in the right mind who's had a, made a career being an NBA guy, whatever, uh, a play-by-play guy, and has had an upstanding, wonderful career. Would he throw away his career? And, and the way it sounded, I mean, if you have ears, you can figure out that this absolutely was not an intentional act. And uh, Glenn Conser is, uh, probably feels terrible about it. I cannot stand LeBron James. There was a discussion about um, is LeBron James the GOAT or is it Michael Jordan? And I'll give him this. He's the GOAT. At 38 years old, he's an absolute force. He's been this good since he was a teenager. He's incredible, but so dumb. Oh, my God. Thank God he's absolutely fantastic at basketball because he is dumb as shit. All right. Uh, Johnson Carpet One is where you're buying all flooring. The Johnson's Carpet One floor and home discount outlet in beautiful Granville, Michigan. Where? Kent dropped the E at a U is working right now, probably unloading tons of flooring. Now, let me just tell you that when it comes to buying flooring from any place, you you obviously could go anywhere, and this is pretty much a business that's, uh, if you're in West Michigan, this is where I want you to go. I mean, if you're in uh, Albany, New York, or whatever, you're probably not going to buy carpeting or flooring from, uh, from Kent. But if you are in this area, Know that this is the lowest price you will ever get at the discount outlet. Not every uh, carpet and flooring place has the ability to buy uh, tractor trailers uh, full of flooring because they don't have the space. Johnson's does. That's the discount outlet. So that facility is just down the street from the main store. Stand by. Excuse me, in Granville, Michigan, right behind Little Caesars, a few blocks to the east of the main store. Uh, everything there has been purchased in bulk because they know it'll sell. It's the most popular brands. And so um, it's priced lower when they buy it because they buy so much. And then they give it to you at a lower price point because they can, you know? And that's the idea of getting you in there. They're making a ton of money. They're. Uh, uh, pricing is such that it all it all works, man. That is the beauty of the discount outlet. And it is second to none in the area. You go to any other place, compare flooring. Don't waste your time, but because I'm telling you, but you can if you want and just see how cheap you can get it for, for whatever. Uh, vinyl of vinyl. <laughs> vinyl plank, hardwood, uh, remnants. Uh, carpeting for the entire house, wall to wall, which you shouldn't do if you have cats. Vanal. I love vanal. At uh, Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Go in there and mention me, and you will save 10% on your flooring. Okay. A and E, heating and cooling. This is what I want you to do. If you haven't yet got your furnace tuned up, you still can. Though we're in the dead of winter, it's still worth it. First of all, for safety. That thing needs to be cleaned out every single year before you fire it up. 
but it's not uh, it's not too late. You can uh, take advantage of this $79 getting that thing tuned up. It's going to run a hell of a lot more efficiently. You're going to save more money because fuel's through the roof. And if you have a more efficient unit, it's going to save you money. Uh, to do this with any other company, they're going to charge you $89, $99, and God knows what else. $79 A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. If you need a new furnace, they will install a comfort maker brand of furnace or air conditioner, and they are the absolute best. One of the other things is when Joe or his crew checks out the furnace, they can tell you how much life you have left in that thing, so you can plan ahead for when you actually do replace it. I think I've got one in my very near future. He'll let you know. 616-516-8579. And then there's Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zanchel podcast. 616-285-50 for your small or medium-sized business. Uh, you need tech support. That's where they come in because if something goes south on your equipment, you're like, well, I don't even know what to do. Take it to Best Buy. Believe it or not, people do do that. They unhook their stuff and go, oh, we don't know what's happening. Oh, yeah, it'll be back in three weeks. Uh, we're backlogged. Oh, my God. Your business goes belly up because of that. Okay? The way to do it is have a managed IT service provider plan in place already like your old pal Eric Zane does. Because if the tech goes, you're done. You're out of business. Reach out, 616-285-50. Excuse me. Friday, there will be no podcast. The NFK is being operated on. We have to be at the hospital at 530 5.30 a.m., the NFK is uh, having a surgery. They start the procedure at 7.30. So basically, up at uh, morning radio hours, I broke the news to him on Friday. I go, hey, I got some good news and bad news. What? By the way, he has a thing where if if he's watching TV and you um, say, hey, Kevy, it's a good idea to make a lot of noise ahead of time because if you if he if you go up to him and say, Hey Kevy, and you want to talk to him, he whips around like he's scared to death every time. So he'll just be watching TV. And then you go, Hey Kevy. <laughs> I go, the good news is uh we'll be together all day Friday. The bad news is you have to get up at a ridiculous hour for your surgery. Oh, and then I go, do you have that packet and those wipes? I'll explain that in a second. Now, most people would just go, man, I don't know. I don't know where that packet is and those wipes are. But he says, fuck, I don't know, dude. That was a month and a half ago. He does not have the ability to not sound pissed. He, No matter what he says to you, you feel like a stupid asshole. It's that type of manner of his. And you, if, you're, if you don't know better, 
you're, you'll, you'll then be tempted to say, well, okay, what are you snapping at me for? And then he's looking at you like you're crazy because in his mind he did not. But that's just the way he communicates with this real uh, attitude-filled, snarky, uh, jerk tone no matter what you ask him. I don't know. Fuck, I don't know, dude. That was a fucking month and a half ago. And I'm like, oh, okay, no big deal. I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. So then I sit it down and I go, we got to find those wipes and I got to find that packet. Why? I go, well, because the packet has hospital procedures leading up to uh, his surgery. I need that and I need those wipes. I don't know what they are, but they said he has to use those, these wipes. She ends up finding the wipes and the packet. I find out that these wipes, what you do is really unnatural for him. And that is cleaning. They require the night before a shower, a good shower. Now, that hasn't happened. He takes, he took a shower today, but he doesn't really, I'm pretty concerned about him getting in all the good spots. Now, I gave him that wand with loofah on the end to use to scrub his asshole, things like that. I don't think that happens. I think the only way for him to actually get a good cleansing is for me to stand in front of his naked body and jam that up his ass for him. Um, that is the only way possible that that is going to work. And I have made the decision that I am not going to do that. If that means that um, his body is now filthy with a higher risk of infection, um, I that is okay. I am not. I'm not doing that. I am not sticking that thing up his ass. I, I am not going to do that. No, that's not happening. I will tell him. I'll say, look, your body needs to be clean, so you need to take this. And use it everywhere. If you've never used this, doesn't matter. Today, you have to use this thing. You have to have everything clean. Now, you can reach and you can stick this thing like Bob Dole did with a pencil in between your fucking thumb and the rest of your hand. I know you can do this. Stay in there for an hour if you have to. Get that body clean because I am not doing it. That will happen. Now, as you know, the doc said, no drinking, no tobacco. In fact, first they told him, cut it down, and then week of nothing. Then, the next day, they called and said, we're changing the rules. Everything stops now. I gave him that message. I said, I got an updated directive from your physician. He looks at me. Ugh. And I gave him that news. And he said, no, I'm not doing that. They already told me what to do. And I said, well, did you hear the part when I said they changed their mind? They've changed the directive. He is not doing that. In fact, this week, he hasn't stopped drinking at all. He leaves one can in the sink. The other three go in a bag. 
because he doesn't want me to find out. The directive on the things to do, when you open up that folder I was telling you about, it says tobacco must stop completely one week beforehand. Now, I don't, I don't know why. I have no idea why. But it may be as simple as withdrawal because withdrawal is stressful. And they probably, maybe, maybe they just don't want to deal with his cranky ass. Um, so I said to Diana, we're standing there in front of the packet and in front of these wipes, which I'll tell you about that in a second. I go, read this. Should we tell him that he has to stop? She said, no. I said, why do you say that? She goes, because it's four days to the surgery. That's what we're going into right now. There's a little bit of drama there. I mean, I don't know what to expect. Now, I don't have the nerve to say to the doc, hey, what could happen if? Um, there you go. Now, these wipes. The wipes are key because after he washes his body, you have to take these wipes and wipe down your whole body with them. Now, that doesn't cleanse the body further. It's a shield. I shit you not. I've never heard of this. It's a shield against infection, and you have to do it the night before. So, I will do arms, neck, titties, torso, back, other arm, Mid-thigh down, he has to do dick and balls. An asshole. And then off we go. Diana and I, the whole day there. You know, I mean, we want to be there at the uh, facility where it's all going down when he comes out of recovery. At first, I told her, I go, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll go. And then we goes in, I'm going to drive home to the podcast. And I went, no, I can't do that. What am I doing? It's a serious a major surgery here. What am I thinking? No, I'm going to be there the whole time in the waiting room. And she goes, I'm going to be there too. I go, all right, we'll be there together. So Friday, we'll have a best of. How does that sound? Will you be Facebook live during this fiasco? During the wipe down thing? No, I cannot do that. Cocktail Sauce MF says, come on. Are you a loving, caring bro-in-law? I know you are. Get with the program. Bullshit. You guys are still uh, are just trying to get me to clean his asshole. They might cancel the surgery if he's still drinking and chewing tobacco. Um, yeah, I don't know. If there's too much tobacco and alcohol in his system, they may make him... Uh, they may deny the procedure. Stopping alcohol and tobacco is for less complications with nausea and vomiting with anesthesia. So be prepared. <laughs> Maybe they should have explained that to him. Oh boy. Here we go. We shall see. Can you have two people in the waiting area? Might only be able to have one due to COVID. You know, you're right. We shall see. 
We shall see. All right. Here we go. Week of. Fingers crossed. All right. The asshole of the day. Asshole of the day. Yeah. Asshole of the day. Yeah. Asshole of the day. Uh, your nominations and the uh, on the live stream. I would love that. Please send them along. I will check it out, and we will see how we do. If you want to become a sponsor of this show, very, very important to reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. If you'd love to become a sponsor or like to be, or at least find out about it, I can tell you how it works. Um, you know, I've only had one sponsor say that it's, you know, it's just now working, and that guy is still a sponsor. That's Jason Mays. Now, it's difficult when I get him on to make out the words because he's sobbing every time. It's an unbelievable amount of tears. So, you know, but outside of that, I mean, we've had dozens of people just be so unbelievably happy, but apparently um, audience members don't like crying oil salespeople. Anyway, he brings you uh, the asshole of the day, JM Synthetics in mere moments. But if you want to become a sponsor, at least find out about it. Send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I'll tell you all about how it works. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Reach out to Mario at 231-332-6505. For a mortgage, whether you have a terrific credit score or one that's not so great, And no matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. And uh, so there you go. Mario Flores, Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Put Mario and his crew to work for you. Reach out, 231-332-6505. And please mention me. Horizon Hydroponics. If you are growing indoors... Um, this is what you need. You need a uh, terrific company and a supporter of this podcast selling you everything you need to grow indoors appropriately. Now, uh, you may or may not know that this can be an expensive endeavor. Tents, lights, uh, things to filter the air appropriately for your plants, but, uh, You've got your time, money, and effort invested in it. You want a big, beautiful, gigantic, stinky, stickiest of the icky plant uh, growing inside of your home. You need the expertise, the talent, and the goods and services provided by Horizon Hydroponics. Their website, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. You can buy online. And get uh, it delivered for free anywhere in the U.S. for orders $250 and over. And like you can buy two things and be over $250. You can buy one thing and be over $250. Some of this stuff's pricey, no doubt about it. But use the uh, coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout. You will save 10%. You can also buy it that same way online with that coupon code locally. And then uh, skip the shipping and pick it up in person. Four stores. Alpine and Grand Rapids, the Growers Outlet and Byron Center, Lansing and Kalamazoo, HorizonHydroponics.com, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, bringing up the rear today on the show. Just got our car fixed over at Irvine's. We had uh, a thing replaced that it was like the queen of the forest hits a button and cold air is coming out. She's freezing. 
Bruce figured it out. He replaced the part, did an expert job at it. They also changed the oil for us. Thank you so much. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Find them online, ervines, ervines.com. Amazing Google reviews, terrific staff. They're doing a renovation and uh, improving themselves and will be able to offer even more accommodations to more customers. Any uh, type of Asian, domestic, European vehicle, EV, and uh, hybrid, 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. I talked recently about the um, Ford uh, F-150 Lightning, and I am now not on board with this. It's a cool concept, an idea of an electric vehicle, but I was reading something about how it's really, according to people who have commented on threads that I've been reading about the E or F-150 Lightning, is that it's actually less sustainable. And I know a lot of you have talked about this before, but I, I, I never really understood why it was less sustainable. And it isn't so much the fact that the energy that it's pulling out of a charging station um, is powered by a coal-fired power plant. Something about um, how sustainable or unsustainable a a typical combustion fuel um, truck would be, a certain percentage of it being a uh, being what it is, you know, fossil fuel. But that an EV like this may in fact be worse, and it it goes down to carbon footprint to even mine the resources to make the battery. This is what people who are opposed to this are saying. Uh, Various components that make the battery the powerful tool that it is, uh, you know, when when they're pulling that stuff out of the ground, it's coming from pieces of equipment that are spewing huge plumes of smoke out to get all this. Plus, there's uh, also unethical means of getting those materials out of the ground in some parts of the world. Basically, you got 100 guys working for like six cents a day with a gun to their head, get over there and mine us some lithium or your family's dead. So there's that. <coughs> Not to mention, the cell at the bottom of that vehicle is massive. Don't forget, this truck can go zero to 60 in like four and a half seconds. It's really powerful. At some point, I don't know the cost of a replacing a battery in that car, but I'm guessing it will be more than anything that exists today on, let's say, a Prius or a Volt or something like that or a hybrid car. Um, so I'm not convinced. Then there's the aspect uh, that was pointed out. The charge lasts 300 miles. And once you're done, you're done. So... If in Michigan you pull your boat up to, you know, Mackinac, and how are you gonna get home? I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know if this is this this is what I meant about the practicality of this. And it costs sixty thousand dollars off the line. The markup is expected to be twenty five to thirty thousand dollars at the dealership. So rich fucks are going to buy this $90,000 really fast 
pickup slash go-kart. Golf cart. Somebody suggested hybrids, clean diesel, and hydrogen-based fuels are the future. And that this is merely being done for show. And that it means nothing and is not sustainable in any way, shape, or form. And that an actual combustion motor is actually less of an of a environmental disaster than an EV like this one. I found that very interesting. Can we still gather on the 4th without the big nose gargoyle? No, you can't go. You're not allowed in. Well, of course you can go, dingbat. But I wanted to have a party with you. That means you won't go to my party. Besides, it's 4 o'clock. Who's working at 4 o'clock? I mean, who's, who's ready to go out at 4 o'clock? You work. Okay, yes, do your thing. Have a good time. I would love you to do that. But I want to have a party in January. That was the point of all of this. As long as you show up to my party too, okay? If you come to my party, I would love you to go and have that party. She says, we can do both, dingbat. All right, Dean, you're back on. Go ahead and schedule your, your February 4th Black Panther party, but I'm doing one in January, and then I'm going to do one. I did say January. Don't tell me. You want me to go back and get the audio shithead? I absolutely. I sat here and looked at the dates, and I said, ah, January this. This is okay, and this one is okay, and this one is okay. I absolutely did it. Don't tell me what I did and didn't say. Okay. That's it, folks. Have a good one. And I will talk to you on the Patreon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.